Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike, he's Bobby, and it is time for our 2019 year in review. I actually had to think a second. I almost forgot the year. <laughs> what year did you think it was? In my mind going like, what number do I say? I almost said 2018. That would have been stupid. Yeah, last two years have been a blur. Man, I'm like the worst in that I, I'm lucky to know today. I know today's Tuesday because I put the trash out this morning. Like that's... I'm lucky to know what day it is. Yeah. That's bad. No, that's, I don't know, man. I think, I feel like almost every online entrepreneur probably struggles with the never knowing what the heck day it is and what time it is and when things are happening. Is it the weekend? Is it not the weekend? Am I supposed to be wearing pants right now or pajamas <laughs> acceptable? Well, yeah, these are the big yeah. questions we face. They out. are. So uh, you had some questions for us. You wrote some down. I have no idea what they are. And you said you don't know the answers to these either. So nope. haven't thought about it at all. We are like, we're doing a year in review. And I jotted down some questions. I scribbled some out. We're going to roll okay. with it. So all we're right. basically, I just got, I got a three pack. I got three questions okay. related to this year. And we're just going to see, we're going to shoot from the hip and don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. You know, take a moment if you need. You ready? I'm ready. No, I'm, yeah, go ahead. Hit me. What's the first right. one? Which Care Bear is your favorite Care Bear? I don't know any of the Care Bears. <laughs> I don't either. Biggie Snugs. Okay, no, for real. All right, so a lot happened this year in 2019. What is your favorite thing that happened this year related to the business or that we accomplished or that we did or whatever? We made more money than we did last year. I like that. Wow, okay. Stole mine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we just it was one of those things where we... I don't know. Can we say this? We passed seven figures in one, in like the 12 month time frame. you know? We did it in 13. Right. 14, yeah. But like in a calendar first, yeah. year. Yeah. But in a calendar we, year, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was like, that was one of those things I never thought that one, I never thought that this business would do that because of the way that we came up with the business where it was just like, you want to do this? Like, oh, sure. Let's put together a course in six weeks. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of that because that's, it's hard to, I feel like it's like really hard to get to that point in business and it's a huge accomplishment. So I'm really proud of that. And I think what I'm actually even more proud of, and this might be just now because I'm like, we're just coming off of it. So like the first year of the business in Q4, we had this like massive drop off in revenue. Like it was just like this very depressing right. October, basically everything shut down. And a lot of it was just because we didn't have like a lot of traffic coming to the site. We didn't have, we just didn't have a lot of things going on, you know, cause it was our first year. And then our courses Typically, like if you think about like people when they buy stuff and when they can buy stuff, um, you know, the holidays are coming up and Christmas is right around the corner and less people have disposable income to, to spend. So it was just like, we really felt the effects of that. And then this year in October and November, I think each month we doubled our revenue from the year before and yeah. like really had a pretty strong Q4 going into next year. So I felt really, like that was the thing that I was like, man, are we going to have that same slowdown again? And we didn't. So that was cool. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. Like our November 
was more than last year's November and October combined, or it was the same as last year's October, November combined or something like that. Yeah. So that feels good. Definitely. Because we put in a lot of work this year. Like this year was like a very interesting building out a foundation for a business when we hadn't had one before. Like 2018 was like us just kind of like floundering our way through the year. And like, we had a lot of success. It was kind of like, oh man, let's go do this. Oh, let's go do this. Oh, let's go do this. And it was constantly just trying to do more stuff and build more stuff. And this year it was like, okay, we need to figure out the actual foundation of the business. How can we get more sales? How can we track all the sales? How can we start getting content on the blog? How can we start getting content on YouTube? Like just been a lot of foundation building, but it's worked, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And that that's honestly like leads in perfectly to my favorite thing of this year was just being more focused. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm so a big part of this problem of just like, <laughs> we both have shiny object syndrome and get really excited about things. And, but you know, for me this year was a lot more time constraint with the kids than last year, you know, just they're a little bit older and a little bit, instead of a baby and a three-year-old, it's a, you know, four-year-old that asks a lot of questions and a two-year-old that's getting into everything, you know, for me, like I felt like I had, I was not putting in the late nights as much, <laughs> you know, people <laughs> always joke about like, Oh, I love it. I go in your course and you're recording at two 30 in the morning. Like that did not happen this year. I just don't have the energy for it. Like I did in 2018. <laughs> right. But I just like us getting focused on not just constantly creating things or coming up with new ideas or trying different things. We did a lot of stuff in 2018. And this year it was really like, what's our biggest impact product, which is really Facebook side hustle. And it's like, how do we promote that? Even just like taking a step back with the podcast as we were taking steps forward with the blog and the YouTube channel is a recognition of like, where are we reaching the most people and what's going to help us reach the most people yeah. long-term and something had to give. And we love the podcast, which is why we didn't shut it down, but it was not, the main place we were reaching people. So I just, I think that focus, and even now, like we've talked about now it's like, okay, going to the next year, like it's gotta be even more focused. Cause there were still moments of us like trying things or trying different lead gen things, or, you mm-hmm. know, we, we did a challenge, we've done, you know, different lead magnets. We've done all this kind of stuff. You know, that was still there. I, I, my point was like, we still had some stuff this year for sure <laughs> where we we were doing other things. I mean, we had a conversation yesterday about like, we also spent a good amount of time this year re, like building up fortifying Millennial Money Man and Red Dirt, my agency, just mm-hmm. because we had basically really sacrificed those a lot in year one. So we were kind of building those, you know, back or just, you know, getting more organized, right. getting systems in place, outsourcing more, like really bolstering those things so we could have more attention for Ellie. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, but anyway, so that was my, that was my big thing is just like, I think the, the older I get, the more I'm in, I look back in my, you know, early days in online business, five, six, six years ago, I was actually looking at that the other day, it's six years ago. And <laughs> the stuff I would do on a day-to-day basis and the things I was interested in, I was spending time on, it was like all over the place. <laughs> and so just like the more, the older I get as a business owner, I feel like I'm 50 years old now. You know, I, <laughs> we're still like, like dog years. Yeah. We're yeah, still, we're babies, still like, but, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But I just, I feel like I get more and more. I just want structure and this is what I'm working on and ignore the other things like that crave that more and more every year. It feels like. Yeah. No, and that's the same thing kind of for me. Like I became a better business owner this year uh, just in terms of like being organized and realizing that I have like, I have a lot of strengths that lend themselves well to my business, but I also have like a lot of 
a lot of weaknesses when it comes to the organization part of it and uh, just staying focused and all that. So this year I really felt like I was able to, I don't know, have more of a plan every week and every month and get like big projects done and get a lot of people moving on a lot of different things. And it's been more fun. You know, I think it's more fun as you get better at being a business owner. But I, I think I made some big, big like strides in that personally, just trying to figure out like, how do I manage all these people? Cause I went from like having in 2018, I had like one person working for me to, I don't know. There's a lot now <laughs> you know, right. and a lot of, you know, between laptop empires and millennial money, man. But like, I really had to figure out the millennial money man side so that I could get that kind of like in a place where it was growing all the time without me having to touch everything. And it's in that place now. So that's cool. But yeah, no, I, I think being more focused was, was definitely good. So yeah, more money. More I focus. think that that kind of like transitions into my second question is like, what's your biggest lesson, your biggest takeaway from the year. And I think, one of the things that you were mentioning for me was figuring out where to put my time and what to outsource. And right. I felt really, I, I think we just came to the realization in the last month or so, but looking back on this year, I feel like some of how we distributed our time and what we outsourced didn't like, I think we took the wrong approach. I think a big thing for me, the best example of that is like the Facebook advertising stuff. And we tried multiple times to outsource that to somebody else. So that way I didn't have to do it just to free up time for me to do other things. And I think like in hindsight, I just wonder if I would have kept that, which is a strength for me, if I would have kept that and been working on it, where would we be? Would our paid traffic funnels be more profitable, more successful further along. Maybe not, you know, maybe they wouldn't have, but you know, we had our reasons and I think, I don't, I don't think it's anything I'd go back and change. I think we had some really clear reasons why we tried to go that route, but it just didn't quite work out for us. So I think that's like, for me now, like I'm looking at things and I go, okay, this is the, that idea of like going, leveraging your strengths, going all in on your strengths and outsourcing your weaknesses. And I think at times we did the opposite of that. And other examples of things like where maybe it was something that I wanted to be involved in, or you want to be involved. I can't speak for you, but like for me, like, okay, I want to have my hands in that. Maybe I shouldn't have, or I shouldn't, you know, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't put my time there, you know, for me, like, I don't know if that's the biggest lesson of the year, but that's the one that's been on my mind in the last month as I'm like thinking about stuff for next year. And I'm like, okay, I need to be doing these things and then not these things. And I still haven't identified all of those things. Like that's the other thing is like what, right. you know, trying to figure out what I should be doing, what I should be focusing on, which we should be focusing on. I don't know that that's like 100% crystal clear, but I'm at least thinking about it and making some connections. there. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, the biggest lesson, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think the biggest lesson for me was that I needed to become much better at the technical side of what we do as far as like, we brought in Larry Ludwig to help us with our tracking because we I mean, for a long time, we had no idea where our sales were coming from. Like we couldn't attribute anything and attribution is kind of like the Holy grail of online business. And we had, you know, if you don't know where things are coming from, you can't scale or you can't really focus on anything. So we brought him in and I just like, I've learned so much. I mean, the guy is he's a brilliant person you know, as far as just like how all of this okay. stuff works. And, uh, it, and at first it was hard for me to like really catch on because a lot of the stuff he was talking about was stuff that I knew I should know, but it was over my head and it was kind of frustrating. And I feel like I've gotten to the point where I've really dug in on a lot of, a lot of technical SEO, a lot of just how, I don't know <laughs> how the internet kind of works as far as tracking codes and, you know, UTM codes and cookies and, 
and all that stuff. And uh, now I feel like I'm in a place where in year three, I'm going to be able to, to implement a lot more of those things because I understand it a lot better. So I think that was just kind of like figuring that stuff out. And like, we have all sorts of data we can look at to like make decisions now. And we used it to some extent, I feel like this year where it was like, we, we looked at things and went, Oh, okay, we need to focus on this. We need to focus on this. But I think now that we're going to have more data next year, like, I feel like it's going to be a big, a big driver. And now that I understand how, like how to use the data and all that kind of stuff. For me, the biggest lesson was like, you have to become more of like a master of the nuts and bolts of what you're doing. And there's just some stuff that you can't outsource some of that stuff. You have to at least know it so you can teach other people how to do it. And that's kind of where I was at. Like, I didn't know a lot of the technical SEO stuff. And now I do. And I think even if you just look at our rankings, just from the small tweaks that we made from like site design stuff, we still have a ton more to do, but like a lot of the things that we're starting to do are ranking and we're starting to see sales from it. So it's like, oh, wow, this is like, there's a lot of opportunity here for all this stuff really blow up. Yeah. That's pretty much it for me. Well, and it's, it's cool to know where stuff's coming from and what's paying off. So, right. you know, a really good example of that is the Google stuff like the SEO, like for LE, there's not a ton of traffic coming from Google right now, but there's, it's, what is it like 1200, 1500? Yeah. It's not a ton, but like we can attribute three grand in sales the last last month and the month before right. to that. And so when you see things like that, you can say, okay, that's working. You know, there's, it, it makes it easier to go and reinvest in that. Okay. Right. You know, like let's put money here or let, we made a lot of investment, you know, like for example, like bringing Larry on to help us with that strategy. Like we're mm-hmm. bringing him on knowing it was going to help, but like we earning anything from the right side of the business. Right. So to see that coming in, you're like, okay, cool. Now it's starting to pay for itself. It's seeing ROI. And like, to an extent, like everything in your business is either calculated investment or ROI driven. Right. And you want the calculated investments to lead to ROI <laughs> as quickly as possible. So, so yeah, I, th- I think that's, it's definitely been one of the cooler things this year is like, watching all of that unfold. I don't know if I've learned as much about technical SEO and, <laughs> and <laughs> tracking and some of these things as you have, uh, you've definitely been in that more than I have, but it's been fun to watch and like see and yeah, to think of ways to leverage it and to use it. And that stuff is so powerful. And I think one of the advantages that we have is kind of like our like blogger agency owner duo. Like, I think there are a lot of people that do the blogging thing and they're not very good at selling or they're not very good at funnels. And there's a lot of people that do kind of like the guru stuff. Cause we were talking about this before we started recording. Like there's a lot of people that do the guru stuff and they're great at funnels and that kind of stuff, but like they don't understand how to bring in traffic that's not paid. And I think we have this cool, like we can do both, you know, and I think that's just going to make right. the foundation for the business stronger, but it also is going to allow us to like really scale and turn this into something really cool and not just be like kind of a one dimensional business. So I don't know. I think it's good that we made that investment, but I remember how overwhelming it was (laughs) at the beginning. I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about at all. And uh, we have not done any of this stuff. And it was like just learning how, just learning technical side. It's it's crazy. So if you haven't done that yet, if you're listening and you're like, you've been avoiding the technical things that you need to do in your business, you you should start. You got to rip the bandaid off because it makes things easier. Right. Well, and I think with that, I mean, this is not, this just kind of goes to like just a general like I guess our lesson for the listeners that aren't going to have the resources to invest the team, the money, like that kind of stuff. We've been very fortunate to be able to do that, but your time is an investment and you need to focus on the highest ROI things. And there's a reason that we didn't do that stuff first 
we went and created the course and sold it, not necessarily knowing where every single little sale was coming from, but we got buyers, we got clients, we got students. Um, and that's one of those things. I, I saw a really great social media post from a friend of mine. It's a business coach in the fitness space. And he made a thing, post was basically like, stop focusing on building your email list, your social media, your engagement, your whatever focus on building your client list. That's the only thing that matters until you reach, you know, whatever threshold. And I feel like that's a really common lesson that we try to share with our students of like, okay, you know how to do the skill, go get clients. Nothing else matters until you get paid clients. It's right. the only thing that matters. And I think that that's the case. Like if you're a blogger, you're a content creator, any kind of freelancer, you got to focus on the thing that's going to move the needle the most first. Right. And you got to go focus on that 20%. And I think a really good, interesting concept I heard recently about the Pareto principle and like, there's the 20% of things that go get you the 80% of results. And he talked about, if you look at professional athletes or you look at Olympians and those kind of people, they're doing that. They're focusing on the Pareto principle. They're focusing on the 20%, but they're spending 50% or more of their time on the 20%. Right. And to me, I was like, wow, okay, that's a really interesting way to, to do it. It's identify those things and don't just prioritize them, but spend more time on them. And right. then your growth will grow exponentially. So I think that would be a really big thing if you're going forward. Like we're talking about these things, the technical stuff, SEO is a good example. If you're a blogger, learn that technical stuff and figure out how to rank with the SEO because that is going to be the biggest thing that you can do to grow your business. You know, now you, we talk a lot about Facebook ads and that kind of stuff. You might have a pay, you know, we like having an organic strategy and having a paid strategy, learn and focus just on those two things. You should just be creating anyway. So don't, you know, then focus on the business part. The creating is just the, I don't know what the word is. It's the, it's, if you're fishing, it's the bait, right? Right. Like it's what you're casting out there, but you need to make sure you, or doing your research that way you're using whatever fancy ass lore instead of, you know, a, I don't know, chicken nugget. <laughs> I don't really right. know enough about fishing to make this analogy work. So <laughs> yeah, I don't either. You know, the other interesting thing, just on that kind of note, one of the lessons that I learned that I think that was the most, I probably put the business in the most perspective for me as far as like how people buy things. I mean, we, I've, I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. I'm not, I can't remember which one, but we found that, basically people were looking at 20 different pieces of content, like 15 to 20 different pieces of content before they would buy something from us, which I didn't really understand that concept before. Like I, I just thought that a lot of the times people that were making great money online had like one thing that was just working. And maybe that's true for some businesses, but what happens in the way people interact with the internet is just, it's like, they'll read a piece of content. They'll read a blog post. They'll go listen to a podcast. The next day they'll look at something on their iPhone uh, they'll read an email from you and then they'll go do something else. And then eventually they know you enough and trust you enough to buy something from you. Like, and it just, it, but it takes like that nurturing process takes longer than I was kind of, kind of thinking it, it would, but it was really interesting to be able to kind of look at that data and go like, okay, wow. Like it's not just like this direct sale thing. It takes a while to warm people up and the more content you put out right. there, it's like you were saying, it's like you're fishing, the more, more stuff you put out there is the more content they can consume. They get to know you. And then you send out an email or something and that happens to be the thing that pushes them over the edge or like they see right. a Google ad and that happens to be the thing that pushes them over the edge to become a, you know, a customer. So was, that was really interesting. And I think a lot of people probably don't, that were like me where they probably don't have enough patience with that process. And like, you have to just put out a lot of stuff that's good. People will consume it if you get it out in front of them. And then 
eventually they will become customers if you if you sell something to them, you know? So right. that was an interesting now, lesson for me. The big disclaimer, right? If you're listening, this is super, super important. Do not take what Bobby just said as I have to be everywhere. I right. have to have a blog and a podcast and an Instagram and I need to be on Twitter and just stop. Right. <laughs> Don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's a volume thing. And so they are going to make multiple touch points wherever you are. So yeah. if you're a blogger, produce blog posts, email your list and maybe have one other thing, right? Right. Like, it, you know, you might have a social media platform. Like it's like, I have a blog, I have Instagram and email, or I'm a YouTuber and Twitter and email. That's your, you need the triad. You need the content, <laughs> right? the social media thing in the email. And I honestly could make a case for not having the social media thing uh, personally. But we don't really, I mean, yeah. we have some social media stuff, but it's not, if you look at the business overall, if like you were just first time coming into Laptop Empires, you would probably notice how light the social media stuff really is. Like we were not on Twitter, you know, and we're, we're not right. like posting on our Facebook page a lot and stuff like that. Like it's two people, like we're able to do things like you can do the YouTube channel you know, and like I can write emails and you can write emails mm -hmm. and, and the blog content's being put out and all that stuff. Like there's a lot that we can do, but it's not very much like social media yeah. all over the place. Kind of you so. got to stay focused, got to stay focused. Yeah. So, all right. So thing you're most excited about going into 2020. Oh man. Thing I'm most excited about. Well, that's tough because there's, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, we've had conversations, we've had like a lot of, this is, this is coming at a good time because we've had a lot of like big conversations about the business in the last like day. <laughs> so, you know, I think for me, I'm excited to get the website kind of rebuilt. Like we're, we're going to do a pretty big update next year. That's a process I went through with Millennium Money Man. And I, I learned a whole lot because that was like a massive project. And so uh, I'm actually like, for a while, I was kind of dreading it with Laptop Empires because like, man, it's such a big project. But now I'm, I'm pretty excited because it's it's going to, help our business in a lot of ways. So I think that's something I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited about the amount of Google traffic that we're getting. And it looks like we're, we have the potential to go out and get, it's just, things can get crazy. Like I, I've got these blogging friends that <laughs> like do so much revenue. It's like unbelievable how much revenue they do just from focusing on basically organic traffic and then retargeting it with Facebook ads or, or Google display ads or whatever. Like it's just a really, it's really interesting how big things can be, can get. So I'm excited about that too. You know, it's kind of all one thing. Like the website, we got to do the website. The SEO will improve after that. So yeah, that's what I'm, I think that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the blog and the YouTube channel. And just seeing those, like the recent growth with those and knowing we have sales coming from those. And I'm just like dreaming of the day where I can get up and be like, okay, so on Tuesdays, I just record videos and on Wednesdays I write emails and then I'm looking forward to living in the process. Basically my life is right. so very much like turbulent <laughs> between the kids and the business and clients and just like where things come up and I feel like no week is the same. No day is the same. And I'm right. really looking forward to a time when it's, there's a process and this is in my schedule and I just do it and I'm done. And I feel like the the recent growth that we're seeing with the YouTube channel and the blog indicate to me that that's closer 
it's probably not next year, <laughs> you know, real, realistically, <laughs> but it's closer and it's more realistic than it's ever been before because we're going to reach a place where our focus is creating content and then that pulls everyone else to our offers, which is how we really help people. But you have to create that front end stuff and it's just, that's now that that's starting to bear fruit we can be a little more strategic about it. We're a year further into it, understand it better. I mean, all the, the SEO growth like is not anything that we've done in the year and a half since we launched the blog. It's what we've done in the last six months. Right, yeah. So it's like really look at all of our growth. You can treat it as if we'd started a blog six months ago because we totally just changed how we were doing things. So, and the same with YouTube, right? And that's, and actually, honestly, like, with some of the YouTube stuff, cause I'm still learning and studying and like trying to find time to do that. And so I learn a little bit more and it's not, you know, whereas like with the blog, it's like, all right, Larry, what do we do? Go do it. Right. And yeah. with YouTube, it's like, I'm trying to like reverse engineer that some of that and figure some of that out still, but we're getting there. So it's, it's cool to see. And I just know, like I look at it, it's, it's very interesting. You know, I've been in a community with like YouTube people and I've seen people where I'm like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. I can't get, my first thousand subscribers, whatever. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to this point. And I just have a very different perspective now because I look at the blog and I look at the YouTube channel and it, to me, it's not, will it ever get there? That's not my thought. My thought process is like when it gets there, like I know it's going to like right. having this big, these big audiences on a blog, having a big audience on a YouTube channel, it's a function of a process, not luck. Right. right. And so knowing that and knowing there's a process and knowing we're following the process, it's just a matter of time. And I yeah. think that that's pretty cool. And that's something that, that gets me very excited. And I feel like if you're listening to this, you have to learn, you have to figure these things out, but whether you're a freelancer or you're a content creator or whatever, everything you do has a process. And when you follow the process consistently, you're going to get there, right? And we see this, this is with our students too. Like, if you spend enough time on client acquisition, you're going to land client. If you get right. enough good results for your clients, they're going to give you referrals. And then eventually those two things combine big enough that it just grows and you start yeah. doing really well. And it's a function of a process and focusing on the right thing. So that has me real excited knowing we are focusing on those things and that we're, we focused on the blog's a good example. I mean, it's in the last month or so that we really started to see movement. Right. Right. And so yeah. it's like, okay, we've put so much time in this. And now that we're seeing it, we're like, okay, cool. And at the trajectory it's going, like it's going to be an exciting year to just spend time on AREFs and watch numbers go up every day. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Google does some kind of some kind of change. <laughs> some kind of algorithm. But if they do, <laughs> you're prepared, as we talked about three episodes ago, four episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool, man. I, I think it's just fun to we have so much potential with this business. Every time I even somebody hears like the name laptop empires, they're like, Oh, that's so great. And I think like, you know, it's easy. Like it's weird because when you're in it and you're building it, it's easy to take for granted, like how quickly it's all grown. And like this year being so much better than last year, there have been times where I'm like, I feel like, man, we're just not doing the right things. Or like, we're, you get so down on yourself as a business owner. You really like critique yourself a whole lot. And it's like, I look at it at the end of these two years. I'm like, man, we built something pretty awesome. And what's cool about it is like, we have all these, it's not just us. Like, I feel like because we have these students that are really cool, we just have a good time doing it. And like, they're excited about it and all that. So I'm just, I don't know. I feel, I feel very good about what we've done. I think it's been, I think it's been good so far. 
Hopefully, you know, now that you mention that, now. like one of the things I'm really excited about for next year is just seeing what happens with our students because we had yeah. some really cool stories in year one, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we've had some people do some really big stuff this year, leaving jobs, earning incredible incomes, you know, fifteen. $20,000 a month incomes off of crazy stuff or it's like crazy stuff. People that are talking about hiring people that have already hired people, mm-hmm. you know, people that are looking at this now two years into the Facebook side hustle course and people aren't looking at this as a side hustle. They're looking at it as this is my business. How do I grow it? How do I leverage it? How do I scale it? Yeah. Planning for the next 10 years instead of just making a little extra on the side. And that's really freaking cool and really fun to watch. And I know that there's just going to be even more of that next year, especially when you consider the things that we have planned to help our new students get on their feet and be more successful early on. And then for the people that have been around to provide them new content, new ways to, to grow and stretch and all of yeah. that. Like I'm, that's going to be really cool. Like really, I mean, this whole, I was looking at this from the perspective of, you know, what am I excited about? What have we learned from inside of this business and everything, but really like the students are a big part of the business and seeing those kind of next steps they're taking and seeing that trajectory where it's just like, okay, if we look at the leap people made in year one and from year one to year two and knowing now, okay, what's coming from those people from having lived it, right. Like it's going to be fun to watch. No, it's gonna be cool. And I do have one request for the listener. Uh, the listeners out there, because this happens to us a lot. This has been happening more more often lately. If you are currently in the 5K club, because we do have a 5K club, like if you've taken the Facebook side hustle course, you're making $5,000 or more per month. Let us know. Like, because we, I sent out an email yesterday and somebody randomly responded and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like making five grand a month. It changed my life. And it's like, why didn't you tell us? Because we send like champagne and stuff. We do like a cool gift thing for them. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the ladies in our group we went to high school with and she has been in since the day we launched the course and she's been making 5K a month and she didn't tell us until recently. Like we found out and she's like, yeah, I've been doing it for months. I'm like, why, why didn't you tell us? Yeah. So we if you like- celebrate, we want to- yeah. Yeah. Like if you're, if you are doing that right now, or you're very close to it, like let us know, you know, and especially if you've crossed over, like we're going to send you something cool. So like stop not yeah. telling us. <laughs> you presence. Know? Yeah. Your presence. Bubbly and presence. then I think just kind of a last note for me, man, unless you've got like any final words, but just like, they're probably not listening, but like, if you're one of our affiliates and you're listening, like, thank you very much because that yeah. going Big into year this year. year, that was a huge impact this year. Are all of our affiliates, especially those of you that did launches like specifically to your blogs or your whatever, your email lists or whatever to promote, you know, our programs. Like we appreciate you believing in us. And, and it had a big, it had a really big impact on us getting new people in and, and continuing to grow the business and everything. So I can't even like without the affiliates this year, I don't even know what the business would look yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that was the cool thing. That was one of the numbers I was like really proud about when I was talking about numbers earlier. I didn't mention this, but we paid out over like a hundred grand as well over a hundred grand in affiliate commissions. And I it like that. Like, that's cool. Like, it was 150 or something. Wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was a lot. And so I, I look at that. I'm like, man, that's so cool. You know? And so that's something we're working on too for next year is just improving on the affiliate program and, and getting just more people involved with that and helping more people make more money with the courses and everything. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if they listen to this or not, but if you are, thank you. It really did make a big difference and, and we appreciate it. Yep. Cool. We're just going to grow next year. Let's grow more. <laughs> All right. More so, growth. well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. We know that there is a, 
I mean, I see the statistics. So I know there's like this solid group of you that listen to it on your commutes and binge watch all of this stuff. We really appreciate it. If you are one of the loyal listeners and you want to hear us talk about something on the show, let us know. We can always use ideas for next year and we will talk about the topic that you want us to talk about. If you're a new listener, please subscribe. You can subscribe anywhere. I don't think it really matters. We're everywhere at this point. And uh, that's it. We will see you next week. Enjoy what's left of your holiday when this goes out. And uh, on the next side of this episode, it'll be the new year. So let's go uh, dominate 2020. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.